This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. So, Al, were you surprised when uh, Emily dropped that little nugget on us that she used to be a, a Lyft driver in Connecticut? No, because she was incredibly excited to go to LAX airport, pick up people, have a good time, sit in traffic for two hours. I think that's uh, that kind of lines up with what she enjoys <laughs> it doing. It's her passion. People. It does square up a little bit. So I think I know the answer to this question. But were you the Lyft driver? So I, I get in the in the front seat of your Lyft. I would ask. So when it's a when it's a female driver, I do ask. I yeah, don't, I, I don't, would be like, that's a little weird. I don't bully. It's if, very if, weird. If, if it's a, a you mind if I driver, drive? I don't. Excuse I, me. But if it's a dude, I'm sitting in the front seat. That that's happening. If it's if it's a woman, I will ask. Hey, do you mind if I sit up here? I don't fit super great back here. I'm in your. Let's just say I'm in your your Lyft, Emily. I you know where I'm going. It's in the app. Or what, what's your next move? So I usually wouldn't talk at all unless there's a reason like unless i see something so for example there was one time i picked up another girl around my age from the airport and i saw that she was coming from georgia she had a georgia backpack on so i was like oh i have a friend at uga she's around your age like do you know xyz and we were talking but she was getting from the airport in uh, hartford to yale so she was visiting a friend in yale but it was also a longer trip so we talked for a little bit but then after that i was like oh can i put up the music and then we put on the music but typically i would not say anything I... i would just pick someone up and i would unless they asked me something about my life i would just keep on driving then you're a good then you're a good lift driver yeah because that's fun. that's how that's supposed to go been i'm driving surprised. for I 27 you years <laughs> i only did it for like a little bit though so i uh i i only did it because i kind of was like in a money pinch when i first moved to connecticut and so i was you know trying to get a little bit more change uh, but then after a while it just didn't seem like it wasn't really profitable there wasn't enough driving in the area that it really worked out for me in terms of gas and everything i know here it would be but i enjoy driving people so like in any situation just do it for free just dri- <laughs> just drive circles around lax and see if somebody's standing there and ask if it's they want to ride but like, if, like, if uh, i'm with a group of friends and we're gonna go you know wine hopping or if we're gonna go like traveling on a like to a beach day i'm always a driver because i like to control things i like to control the, the music i like to control the car like to be in control a lot a little bit too much Slee, if you were a, a lyft slash uber driver yep. are you, you you strike me as the guy like yeah hey, you, you need you got your bags in the car and we're going and you're not saying a word until we get to where you are and then it's like okay we're here see you later okay so here's how it works let me tell you who i am sitting in the back seat because i'm not a freaking savage sitting in the front seat putting stuff in the glove compartment and, and changing the radio um i i am i'm Hey, how you doing? Everything good? Good. Sounds good. And then it gets pretty quiet. Then I'm, you know, on my phone, I'm doing whatever I'm doing. And I'm sure they're kind of doing whatever they're doing. So I just kind of, now if a conversation comes up, it comes up naturally, cool. We'll have a conversation. But nobody's getting into a life story. So if I'm sitting as a Uber driver or Lyft driver, it's probably going to be the same thing. (laughs) Hey, how you doing? Everything good. And then I'm not going into, yeah, you know, used to do radio. And, you know, I'm not going to (laughs) go tell the whole story. Do you have ESPN radio on in the background uh, having to break it down? That's the problem is you know within four seconds of getting in the car who you've got, right? The the person that wants to tell you everything Everything. that's going on in their life and why they're driving and how long they've been driving and Mm -hmm. whether or not they like it, whether or not they don't like it. Like the best Uber driver is my brother. 
Okay, my brother, uh, he drove Lyft for a, a couple of years. And I'm not, I'm not exaggerating when I say this. If you got in my brother's Lyft in El Cajon, and for reasons undetermined, you needed to get a Lyft drive from El Cajon to, LA to, Live. to Seattle, okay, he would not say a word to you. He would sit there. Now, if you asked him something, he would respond to you, but he would be perfectly happy going on a transcontinental drive without engaging in one single word of conversation. And that's kind of the gold standard of Lyft drivers, I think, Uber drivers. Just just get me where I need to go safely, and let's keep it moving. I'm with you on that. Yeah, yeah he, I'm with you on that. He's fantastic. ESPN Radio is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. When I told Taylor that, he says, uh, so like an opposite thing going on between the two of you guys, huh? <laughs> a little bit. A little bit. I, I tend to talk a little bit more than he does. It's just, you know. It's my the anti-Trav? <laughs> yeah, he's not He's not really looking to But I, I, Trav, I don't see you coming. If you are an Uber driver, I also don't see you asking 38 questions about every no, person that comes in the prob- car. Probably not, Sleeve, but I would, be, hell. I would be a liar if I said that I could sit. If we were driving from San Diego to L.A., I'm your Uber driver. I'm going to try to – I'm going to engage in conversation at some point. I, I, I can't sit there for two hours and not say anything. My head I have my earbuds on. And Turn I'm, the music uh, on. Yeah, I was going to say, is it rude that sometimes I have my earpods in and I'm that's just okay. listening to I a think podcast? That's fine. If, I'm, if I say, okay. hey, By the way, uh, it is rude. Is it is rude. Dude, but it's okay. <laughs> but I'm like, hey, it's em- this is Emily's car, right? We chit chat. Hey, I'm going to the airport, and then I'm like, okay, and then I put my my AirPods in. I feel like it's more. Also, the guy doesn't want to talk to me either. I don't know. Well, okay, but see, here's the thing. I don't think it's rude. I think it's perfectly okay to do what you're doing with the AirPods. But that man or woman that's driving, the car, they're in that car all day. Like you, the 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 four of us, we talk to each other. You see people in the hallway. You're engaging with people. Like if you just sat silently for. Eight twelve hours a day. I have my AirPods weird. on right now. I'm listening to a podcast. <laughs> Any good? It's okay. It's all right. <laughs> it's yesterday's Travis and Sliwa. Second hour. That's right. He's doing a post mortem on yesterday's show. Along I'm just the way. taking notes. Like, freaking Trav, that a hole. Okay, so we 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 kind of made uh, Russell Westbrook when he says nothing better than shutting people up after beating a quasi playing team once. So congratulations, Russ. Then there was this from LeBron James yesterday saying he doesn't care what people are saying about the team yeah, uh, because I can care less about what the narrative about our team is. I, I've been at my point in my career, I don't get involved in that stuff. I don't read about it. I don't hear it too much. Okay, okay, hold on a second. I love LeBron James. He's one of my favorite players of all time. I, I hold him in incredibly high regard. That's that's just bananas. That's just not true. Is there anybody that is more aware of what is said about them, that has talked about the team, him, him individually? What was he just saying the other day? Why doesn't everybody talk about me as a scorer? Why don't they consider me a pure scorer? LeBron is super aware of what's said about him, and I'm okay with that, but why is he pretending that he's not? I, I don't know. Um, yeah, I'm trying to kind of connect the dots here. Sometimes – you hear Braun and you hear I, – I, I think this happens a lot to athletes. They know that media will take anything they say and try to find an angle, try to find a conversation, try to find um, – I was listening actually just recently. Draymond Green does his podcast, and he had Joel Embiid on. And I thought it was interesting. Just the, the portion that I was listening to, Embiid was talking about how the one thing he can't stand with media – is they take something, they blow it out of proportion, and they don't give it the full context. And I'm not, I'm not trying to tie this specifically to LeBron, 
But I think a lot of these players, I, I think there are times, A, I 100% think they are listening of for the most part. They know not? what other people are saying. Uh, don't tell me that, you know, as an example, remember when Coach Vogel, you felt like there was a, a good couple of weeks like, hey, is this going to be Vogel's last game? Is Vogel going to make it out of this road trip? Go listen to the questions in the pregame going to Vogel of, hey, do you think your job should be on the line? Of course everybody's listening to this stuff. But I think they're also defensive. They they, they, they try to be very strategic of, Hey, I could say whatever. I, I could say something that's going to take – it's going to be taken out of context, but I don't question that, LeBron. Of course he's hearing the noise around the Lakers. Why wouldn't he? Like, I'm trying to think of a good player, and I'm struggling – the name that popped into my head is Clay. Okay, mm-hmm. if, if Clay said, hey, listen, I don't really pay attention to that stuff, I would believe him, right? I like Because he's not responding to stuff all the time, and just his personality is kind of yeah. chill and laid back. So if, if Clay Thompson said, you know what, I don't really listen to what's said. We're just we're going to go and play. We're going to try to win. So I, I'd buy it. LeBron reacts to everything. Like Kevin Durant, I, I think, is the almost the opposite of this. Kevin Durant does respond to everything, but doesn't pretend that he doesn't hear it. At least he's kind of consistent in what he's saying about, yeah, you know, he Kevin Durant's going back at 17-year-olds who have their top 10 on Instagram, and if he's not in there, he's chirping back at them. And in a weird way, it's a lot more uh, real than saying, I don't yeah. care what the narratives are. When LeBron not only cares what they are, he sets the narrative more often than not. That entire All-Star week was a, a narrative determined by LeBron James that he clearly was following and listening to and, and was participating in. I don't know if I agree with that. I, I don't know. I, I thought the All-Star weekend of him complimenting others, you don't think that was a stretch to try to find media saying, hey, look, I'm going to connect this dot not and that dot all. and this dot? Not at Not even one-tenth I'm on the other side of, of that. I'm, I'm on the other side of that. I, I don't think. Every single person knew exactly what he was doing when he said that. When he goes out of his way to compliment mm-hmm. all of these other executives right after the trade deadline goes by, right after they do nothing, as the entire thing is cratering, when he doesn't typically say things like that, I, I don't know how you decide that that doesn't add up one plus one isn't two right there. I He's think, a master at I that stuff. I think every single time most of these athletes say anything you're trying to find an angle in the media. You're trying to find an angle. If that one specifically, there were dots connected, that's fine. You know, you, you, you that's your opinion on that's That's all good. But I don't know how many different times people are trying to connect dots to something where I don't feel like there's a connection. No, but that's going to be the role sure. or the job sometimes from the media. Sometimes you're looking to put things together that aren't there. Not this one. This one was uh, pr- pretty pretty simple for me. Okay. Matthew Stafford is the best quarterback that Allen Robinson has ever had. Yes, Lee, you agree with that? That's it. I thought we were having a good conversation. <laughs> well, we're a little over. We're a little. Over. We can come back to this. Um, Took a hail mary over I, there. I thought, I, I thought it was good. I want you to see okay. who he has played with prior to coming to this coming to this Rams team and what he might be able to do for them in their title defense. That's coming up next. It's Travis Lee, seven ten ESPN. It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline.
ESPN Radio is presented by Progressive Insurance. Save when you bundle auto, home, or motorcycle insurance. Visit Progressive.com. So there's a situation going on here. You know how the studio sits? So you know where you do your Laker show from? Yeah. Right right behind you, that hallway that's directly behind where you sit. Is it a pipe burst? No, it's dry, okay. but there's something going on. So when I was here last two times ago, the trash had kind of backed up a little bit, and you know what happens when trash is around. It, it can not smell great. So I figured that's just what it was. But the, trash, the place is spotless. You know, it's mm-hmm. spick and span. The, the place looks great. Yep. Yet there's this strange. I had a steak on the floor yesterday. Odor in that hallway. And I said to Emily and Taylor when I came in, I'm like, hey, do you guys still smell kind of something kind of funky in that I hallway? I funches that yesterday. Okay. So you know, right? In Just in that hallway. Right. You know what? I know uh, what it is. Let me, let me back up. Okay, what do you think it is before I tell you what Taylor told me? What do you think it is? All right, so this is, I, I don't know if it was the hallway or if it's you're going into the bullpen. Like, okay, you're going to the bullpen, but you make a right turn right in there. That's where I'm smelling it. Okay, I thought it was, this is what I was just assuming. There's a small little fridge Okay. The, right on your left. Yes. I don't know if there's either something there or sometimes water just leaks and then maybe it's on the carpet. That's what I was thinking. Okay, that that's the better option, by the way, because now let's back up a little bit here. Taylor is from Iowa. He's from the Midwest, and he grew up on a farm. Yeah. Right? So you are familiar with critters, right? Plenty of critters. Plenty of, plenty of critters. Yeah. He thinks oh, something has died in the wall. And it makes me want to go with a mouse or a rat. I've smelled oh, that. I've smelled that scent before. That's right that's not now. Good. It's more that there was a mouse or a rat or something loose. Well, that gets me. That ugh. doesn't bother me as much, Emily, because they're they're out there. I look. I don't want to see them either. I'm kind of with you on that. But I I know they're out there. But Taylor goes, Oh no, I've smelled that before. I know what that is. That's something dead in the wall. And it really gave me the heebie-jeebies. So you want to come this. in and do the show together tomorrow? Well, in that here's hallway? the thing. I'm Little back remote. tomorrow. <laughs> Lakers got uh, Lakers got a game tomorrow against Philly. Get the, the tool belt that you used yesterday. <laughs> Let me borrow that because I will have all the drywall off tomorrow so I can find and look in the wall and see if it's there. Can and we then... just move offices, please? <laughs> this is just what I want at this point. All right. If that smell is there, don't they just have to tell the office, the L.A. Live the building, building manager, and, then, and somebody's going to come decompose. in and take care of it? <laughs> Taylor, <laughs> <laughs> like, yes. Taylor's just like, eh, it happens all the time. You know, uh, just, like, look, three to six months, that smell is gone. It's gone. <laughs> how, that's the right question. See, how long does that decomposition take, Taylor? Are we talking a couple of weeks or are we talking months? No, we should throw it out. <laughs> you do it. Yeah, I, I, I'm good. I'm not going into the 20 wall. 20 bucks. Done. I will pay that thing. Uh, not good. Travis needs some money. <laughs> so that, Taylor, 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 do you really think that's the smell? Do you think that's what it is? It, yeah, not to be morbid, but it smells to me like a like a dead animal. He's from dead Iowa. Animal. He's we got a gazelle in there. <laughs> well, look, he grew up. On, you said you had a barn, right? On, yeah. on the farm. So we, would imagine we had mice come in the house too. Are, yeah. yeah. See, he knows. Let the man be an expert. He he knows what he's talking about. Dead rat in the wall, Slee. Come on in. Enjoy your show tomorrow. I'm looking, looking, looking forward to. I'm gonna go. The I'm gonna punch a hole through this window to go get my next cup of coffee. I don't yeah, want don't to go, go that way. Go all the way around, like you're going to the restaurant. <laughs> to the go sales. that way go to, to the, the, the kitchen. Yep. Absolutely. Okay. Um, I was watching Sports Center while I was waiting for my plumbers to finish robbing me blind. <laughs> so, and they, they, I popped it on, and there was something going on about the Rams, and they were talking about the acquisitions that they've had, the players that are coming and they're going, and they were talking a lot about Allen Robinson along the way. I, I want to play a little game with you real quick. Who do you think the best quarterback he's ever played with before? 
Allen Robinson has played for the Jacksonville Jaguars and the Chicago Bears. Who do you think the best quarterback he played with? And, and by best, I mean this is the guy that he that he caught the most passes from. How many years has he been in the league? Uh, I'd have to look that up. But here, here's the thing: one, two, three, four, five, six. He's played with seven different quarterbacks, and one of them may be passably okay. The other six are ooh boy. Give me the list. <laughs> Give me the list. He caught 196 passes from Blake Bortles. Blake Bortles is the best quarterback that Allen Robinson has ever played for. Blake Bortles, at his very, very best, mm-hmm. was okay. He was mm-hmm. okay. At his very, very best. And okay he, might be a, a really nice word, too. I'm, I'm being complimentary. I, I, I'm yep. giving him a little extra. Mitch Trubisky is number two mm-hmm. with 185 receptions, who Mitch Trubisky is kind of one of those guys when you talk about wasted draft pits. Mitch Trubisky's name comes up pretty quickly in those conversations. And just to go through the rest of these names very quickly, Nick Foles, Chase Daniel, Andy Dalton, and Chad Henney. I left one guy off that list because he's still young and getting started. Justin Fields, the quarterback in Chicago right now, TBD, right? We don't know what that's going to look like. So if Allen Robinson has been one of the best wide receivers in football since he came into this league, and Blake Bortles is the best guy that's ever thrown him the football, what could he do with Matthew Stafford? Because Matthew Stafford clearly, I mean, Calvin Johnson, Cooper Cup, that he, he knows how to get good players the ball over and over and over again. What could he do with Allen Robinson? I, I, would, I would more pay attention to the two organizations that he played for, right? The Chicago Bears and the Jacksonville Jaguars. I'd pay more attention to it shouldn't be a shock that those teams, not to say that the Bears have been awful for, you know, 20 years or something like that, but they also mm-hmm. haven't been a team that you look at and say, hey, that's an organization that's fantastic to play with. They're Stafford, not the Steelers. They're not the Patriots. No, of course yeah. they're not. Stafford was with the Lions for X amount of years, and the question when he came to the Rams was, okay, is he more – is he a really good quarterback that's been on a really bad team, or is he, a, you know, an average quarterback that was also on a bad franchise, bad organization? We'll find out when he gets to the Rams – Allen Robinson gets to play with Sean McVay, <laughs> Matt Stafford, yep. Cooper Cup. That's the big an one. An organization that is willing to spend and do what they need to do to compete. Obviously, they're coming off a Super Bowl. I, I don't think you could compare anything he's done in his career to what he's about to walk into to play for the Rams. And there's also a reason why the Rams – guaranteed him $30 million and gave him a $45 million contract and, and traded away Robert Woods a couple of days ago. I think all of that says a lot of what the Rams think of him and how he can excel on a team and an organization that's going to have all the pieces around him that he needs to succeed. You know, get ready. So what is it? It's, it's March. By the time we get to, I'm going to say October 1st, mm-hmm. get ready for some version of this a variety of different times. Allen Robinson isn't just a fantasy guy anymore. Allen Robinson is taking his game to a new level. Allen Robinson's one of these guys that had can he been in a better I situation. Hate to, I hate to interrupt because, but who is that? Well, what, what, can you the contrary. Can you give me who was that? That's the guy that's talking about Allen Robinson. That's the guy that's. But is he like a fantasy player? Is no, this like an no. ESPN analyst? Like who is this? More, more that. More, more somebody that. Hey, you know what you didn't know that Allen Robinson is more than just a fantasy guy. He's, okay. he's now a guy, I like him. Now more. he's a guy that's getting yep. in the end zone on a winning team. Now that we finally put him together with a coach that knows what he's doing, he's out there cooking. 
Fallon Robinson was a stock. Well, if that was a stock, you're buying low. Exactly right. Yeah. It's this is exactly you know, it's just it just goes to show you how much it matters that situation and talent around you are just as important as your own abilities. I've, you're I've gonna been, get a million of I've been those watching ESPN since I was a kid. Uh huh. I don't know of a voice that was like that. Oh, you're not watching carefully enough. There's, I'm not there's sure dozens. who that was. That They're was ESPN. I felt like it was a frat person. They're I thought it was Fox. a some dude that you're just running into at the kitchen. And They're I don't know. Bergman talking about UCLA. I, I didn't know who it was. They're, well, they're cousins with the UCLA guy. They all kind of hang out in the same places. They all kind of use the same vernacular. But it's coming. The Allen Robinson, man, you, you thought he was just a guy that got a bunch of stats on your fantasy team. But now he's doing work for the Rams. It's coming. I'm telling you, by October 1st, when he has five touchdowns, right? He'll, yep. he'll be one of those guys for the first four games of the season. Hey, Allen Robinson's got four t- or five touchdowns. Cooper Cup's only got three. It's gonna, it's it's gonna be you know he might be your number he might not be wr one on the on the page but well, on your three. fantasy team he's got only th- Cooper Cup's got three Allen Robinson's got five it's 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 coming can, I'm telling you we have for factor cap can that come in at some point because I I don't know what it I still don't know what it is but it's it's growing on me I feel like oh, it's got you. legs it's got opportunity. Uh, I almost feel like the voice is a, is a stock that we're buying. <laughs> I'll low. make sure that I ask that voice some questions. Okay, in in all seriousness, I got a feeling he's going to ball out. He's going to kill it, here, right? He's like kill it. <laughs> I don't know what that was. That was not the other guy. It was a different guy. He snuck into the studio, but that it's was not the same guy. We <laughs> that was his buddy who was just in the background jumping around. The get him a body bag guy. Yeah, we'll we'll figure it out. Factor Cap is coming up next. <laughs> When the beard doesn't come in handy, Allen Robinson isn't just a fantasy guy. Travis Lee, 710 ESPN. Bravo. Hey, guys. Just to let you know, uh, my trip to the airport is is out there. So if if you're asked, I, you anybody get, needs a ride, yeah. Emily's got you. <laughs> yeah, doesn't matter chance. where you drip. It's where, a, where it's you a very <laughs> generous offer because that is the worst thing you. You're can in do. Ontario, but you want to fly out of LAX. She's got, got you. you. I got yeah. a flight into San Jose that I uh, like get picked up. You're I in Tustin, <laughs> no problem. Okay, uh, so up first. Um, so passengers on a flight saying "baby shark" to calm a crying baby on their flight. So, you are good at soothing strange babies. Like, not your own, not your siblings' babies, but you're good at, at soothing strange babies. UCLA frat guy. Is this Factor Cap? <laughs> I don't think UCLA frat guy would try to soothe a stranger's baby. Like, there's a thing, there's a thing in this where you have to be comfortable with kids, right? And, and you almost have to, at least for me, and I shouldn't speak for everybody, for me, if that baby was crying on the airplane and I was 20-year-old Travis, I have no interest in that kid. I'm not trying to help him out. I'm just going to sit there and try to not pay attention to screaming. Dad Travis would be all over that kid. I'd make faces at him. I'd make goofy fa- eyes. And I'd bounce. if the mom would want me to hold him for a second, I would absolutely do it. I don't know if uh, UCLA frat guy would be good at soothing babies, but I'm pretty good at it. Yeah, I could do it. All right. I'm, I'm fact on this one, too. I like kids. You know, I, especially – there's a certain age, right? That like one between one and two, where you're like, look at this little thing. 
they can't do anything. They're just they're so dependent. Obviously, not that at four you're independent and you're like oh, I'm good. I'm gonna go on my own here. But I if I gotta help out. If I'm helping an entire plane so that everybody sleeps a little bit better, eh, give me the little guy. You know what you got to do with that baby? You got to make sure that that baby's making eye contact with you. You got to make sure that you're moving him. The baby's got to have a little rhythm. That's not the right voice. I, 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 have, to, I have to find them naturally, Emily. You can't put me on the spot. Did you feel forced? Did you yeah, feel like well, it was forced? It was the wrong voice. Yeah. It was, it was that, that, that's more of a. How about angry you just pick guy. up your game? <laughs> no, it's. It, look, when, when you have the abilities that I have, you just kind of have to let them flow. You can't kind of channel them. Okay. It's, it's the equivalent of somebody, hey, this guy's a funny guy. Hey, make a joke. <laughs> Excuse me? Hey, funny guy. Just make joke. a joke. <laughs> it's like in the office. I think they asked Andy to do that. Um, so uh, Kevin Love, as we all saw, got posterized Oof. yesterday Oof. by LeBron. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, so my question is, you would rather be posterized than crossed up majorly. So as, as in you cross up, break your ankles essentially, and have your butt on your floor, and then someone sinks a three in your face. So which would you rather have? Uh, Cody Bellinger, Factor Cat. <laughs> well, this one's easy. Um, okay, so I I think for I think for me, like let me use Kevin Love as an example. Kevin Love's going to be on a poster. This is the only way Kevin Love's going to be on a poster, <laughs> right? And it's LeBron James putting him on that poster. If I think part of this matters, who does it to you? If no question. there's an NBA player. If somebody's guarding DJ Augustine yesterday and they get crossed over and they fall to the floor and then DJ Augustine hits a three, I don't want to be remembered as the guy that got crossed over by DJ Augustine. Right. But damn, would it not be special for me trying to take a charge and LeBron James dunks all over me and I'm now part of a poster. I will take the bottom right-hand corner of that poster as a sign of respect. (laughs) I'll take the dunk over getting crossed over. Okay, I, I agree with everything you said. It's who's doing it to you that's the question, right? This is the part I don't get about getting posterized, right? LeBron James is the greatest player to have ever done this. That he did something to me is not embarrassing to me, right? I, I'm trying to do the best I can. He's better at this than I am. He dunks in my – okay, I get it. So I don't I don't think getting posterized is all that embarrassing unless – look, if it's Chris Kamen that does it, it feels a little different. If it's that, Alan Sleeve that, that does it. We sure. brought Chris Kamen up two shows in a row. I just want you to know I'm that. Gonna, that's, I'm try to make it happen tomorrow too. Nothing wrong with that. I, I get it. So the, the, who's doing it? But, for instance, you know one of my – Great crossover memories that I think about when I think in the NBA of a guy crossing somebody over. Do you remember AI? when Steph Curry put Chris Paul in the spin oh, cycle yeah. and, oh, yeah. and and Paul literally fell flat on his ass, mm-hmm. right? He just he, he got turned around so badly, he just dropped and landed, and then Curry turns around and hits a little soft jumper right in his face. Mm-hmm. That's Steph Curry doing that. Okay, that that's not some that that's uh, it's not Stanley Johnson that's doing it to him. It's Steph Curry. I don't think that there's a ton of embarrassment in the act. I think it's who's actually doing it to but you it has that makes gone, it embarrassing. It's gone too far where crossovers have become like somebody just stumbles because a guy stepped on their foot. Yeah. And literally they stumbled. Now it's like, oh, my gosh, did you see that? Did I see what? He literally stepped on his foot and he stumbled. But people just love that little, that brief second where they feel like they can make they can make somebody look stupid. Co- Cody's like, oh, I just saw Kevin Love on a poster. <laughs> How is he? He's getting posters here? What? That's female Cody Bellinger. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> Emily, I'm just, look I'm just, at you. I'm trying it out. Trying Get it out. in there. Not bad. Not bad. All right. So next. No, apparently this was put on uh, March Madness, <laughs> put on the March Madness uh, screen ticker on the fact sheet. 
uh, no coach with a beard has ever won the NCAA men's basketball tournament. That is right. The only coach left with a beard is the coach of our Peacocks. Ah. So you have so you have been pre- peer pressured into shaving your facial hair. Taylor, factor cap. What facial hair? <laughs> I can't I can't grow it. Um, but I think this just proves that beardless men are winners. Doesn't it? Well, in college basketball, I yeah. guess that's true. All right, that's all I'm getting out of this. Um, I, I kind of go back and forth. Like sometimes I have uh, facial hair, sometimes I don't. Um, but when I was playing baseball, both in high school and college, my both of my coaches insist insisted on being clean shaven. So like the Yankees, y- yeah. So we you had to be cleaned up for games and stuff like that. So yeah, I've gotten I've gotten bullied into shaving before. I now I like to I like the I like the white in my beard sleeve. It makes me feel a little distinguished, like I've I've got a little experience in this world. That's really the only reason I go with it now. I, I think I'm the only one that's bullied myself into <laughs> shaving it off. You know, you have it for a while. I'm awful with my cut too. Like I growing a beard, no problem. The times I'm like looking at it, I'm like, what the hell is this? How come the left side is so much higher than the right side? Now you gotta start over and See, I think for the most time for the most part, it's because I can't keep it clean. Like I can't keep it clean cut. That's what that's what bothers me with a beard. There is a length that once it goes beyond that length, it doesn't feel very good and, and it's hard to cut it. So here's here's the trick. You ready? What I, is the trick? I, I honestly don't know the trick. I can help you with the trick underneath your uh, jawline to make it straighter how yep. you want it. What are we doing? The first thing you need to do is put on like sixty pounds. Okay, because then when you're done with that then you don't have a chin anymore, and you can very clearly see where you need to cut the hair. Your Got problem it. is you have a jawline that people can that you can't see underneath it. Whereas me, I have like one of those frog gullets, so you can just cu- you can just cut it right in the mirror and, and see it very clearly. My fault for actually thinking I was going to get a real tip that a real would tip. help my shaving to uh, to have a beard. What, g- this guys, guy said gain sixty. What what was that? Was it would work? You would you'd have a perfectly clean line on the bottom of your neck. It would absolutely work. I was nodding along with this conversation, too, as if I knew at all what you were talking about. <laughs> oh, yeah, this is this is totally what I, I have in my normal life. Okay, so uh, this next one. I know we all are into, uh, you know, end-of-the-world scenarios, universe, nuclear war. Um, but there's a lot of movies recently that have been diving into what is called the, the multiverse. So as in, we have multiple universes, parallel universes going at one time. So you enjoy movies in which you enter the multiverse. Alan, fat or cap? Um, as long as they walk me through it. So I, fact, but help me understand what that, when people say multiverse, you know how confusing that is just right out the gate? Like, <laughs> dumb it down for me. Make it sound like so I can follow along. Connect the dots for me. Help me with where you're trying to go. Because the last thing you want is you're so confused 30 minutes into the movie that you're you're not capable of following along the rest of the way. So like just make sure you, yeah, bring it down to my level. And, and then when you get to my level, bring it down even a little bit lower. And then I think I could follow along. I'm okay with it, but I got to understand what's going on. Yeah, I'm with Slee. I, I, I look. I like movies. I like going to movies, but I don't want to have to work so hard to try to remember where everything slots in with everything else. I we just, just have a notepad. And a <laughs> yeah, I'm just writing notes. If, the movie. if more than once or twice I have to elbow the person, like what, what's going on here? Then I don't like that movie. I need like I need a movie that it has a beginning, a middle, and an end, and they all kind of connect through it. What was that movie a million years ago? Uh, that they kind of told in reverse, like they went to the, and then it, they I know kept what you're jumping back. About. Memento. Memento. That's it. 
I, you, I could Toy watch Story it. 3. <laughs> I could watch Memento or Toy Story 3 yep. a thousand times and still not understand what's going on. I just, yeah. it, it does, it isn't for me. Let's have a beginning. Awesome. Let's get to know the characters. Let's have the characters go through an event and then let's have the movie end. And I don't have to worry. No, what that meant was see, and when they're over here, they're doing this timeline, but only in the other universe. You see, time goes twice as fast. So when he came back, he was only half as old. Say Alan Robinson. Stop. <laughs> Stop. I don't like that. I don't, I'm here to turn my brain off for yep. two hours. Just leave me alone. All right. So I have one last one. So uh, we're all, you know, exchange emails often uh, throughout all of our work lives. So I feel like I always stress out about how I end my emails, whether it's a thanks, comma, Emily, or a sincerely, comma, Emily, best, comma, Emily. Anyway, so. You have a specific email signature that you end every email with. Travis is a factor cap. Cap. It depends on who I'm emailing. It depends on uh, if it's a casual one. Like if I'm just texting or emailing with you guys, I, I don't even have a signature on it. I'll just end it, right? But if I'm sending something to like my uh, a broker or something like that, then you have to be a little bit more formal with these things. It all depends on where it's going. Not necessarily me, but who the recipient of it is. Cheers, comma, Travis Rogers. I've, I've done cheers. I've done best. I've it's done, I've talked to you later. I've done, you know, sincerely. Kind I've regards. Yes. Yeah, warmest regards. As ever. As ever. Ooh, that's a night. I haven't done that one. That's pretty fancy. Looking forward to hearing from you. Yep. That's, oh, that's a classic, right? Let me know if there's Please anything respond. else I can do. Best, Travis. One of, one of those things. Um, pretty, I think most times, uh, you know, a thanks, Alan. I think that's kind of the, the go-to. Sometimes, I guess it depends Cordially who it yours, is. Alan Appreciate Sliwa. it. Appreciate it. I throw a lot out there that's as well one. sometimes. Um, but that's, that's pretty much it. Taylor? I, I think it is kind of funny because you're not the only one to bring that up. I think a lot of people, their style of ending an email, there's probably a hundred different styles of doing it. And it says a lot about you. Well, <laughs> Taylor, go ahead. I think mine usually say, uh, get outlook for iOS. <laughs> <laughs> so Al, sent from my iPhone. I, you know, I, I have a story about an email from that Alan sent me the other day that I don't know if I should tell him. I need I need to get clearance from. How Slewa. are you doing? No, I need I need to make sure that he's okay with it before I tell it on the air. That's coming up next. It's Travis Lee, seven ten ESPN. Quick tweet from Joey Jojo Jr. Shabadoo, which is fantastic. It's a picture of Cody Bellinger looking confused. And it says, how is Kevin Love on my poster, but also on my TV? <laughs> <laughs> I, I do like that your Cody Bellinger has developed a, a, a nice little corner on this show, Slee. It's pretty great. Just wait till the season starts. Just wait. <laughs> I, by the way, uh, you know what would be nice? If he could be a good player or an average player for an entire season as opposed to... Why do I to, feel like he will be this year? You know what? It's funny you say that. I do, too. 
Yeah. I, I don't know why I feel that way, but I, I, I maybe it's because the pressure of trying to do it, the, being the MVP. I think everybody's kind of like, dude, if you can just hit 240, we'll be thrilled. I saw a video of his new swing. It looks, well, see, it that, looks okay. interesting. But you just said the problem, Emily. New it, swing. New, right? How about the one that hit 45 home runs? How about the one that was an MVP? How about that one? Why don't we use that? The, the second I hear an MVP, you know I'm working on some stuff. Uh-oh. <laughs> Uh-oh, why? Here's what should help. Here's what should help. Go look at that lineup. You know they're not yes. they're not predicated on Bellinger to um, to make it to the postseason and make a run at That's a World what we Series. Thought last year so. too, though. But no, but the beginning of the season he was batting in the middle of the order. He's batting near the top, and then he just kept sinking they like he had cement so shoes. Stacked now. I mean, obviously, if you can't have a good season with that much protection, that much help, such little pressure, then you got then there's a, a, a much bigger issue, and maybe the outlier was the season that Bellinger had, or you know, couple seasons that he had. But I'd be curious. I, I almost feel like I feel like he's going to have a good year. When I say good, I'm not saying he's got a bat 300, but I, bat 260, and that's a that's a good season with this lineup. Ding, ding, ding. That is exactly you. you by the way, mark it down. Eleven forty-seven. That's the best Cody Bellinger thing I've heard in two years. Honestly, it, 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 that that is. Ex- Why do I keep doing that? I keep knocking the microphone away from my mouth. Um, that that's exactly right, Al. He doesn't have to be the guy that won the MVP and hit forty-five home runs. Be the guy that was uh, just the best player in the National League for about mm-hmm. a year and change. Right? Just be a good player. You don't let Mookie be the MVP. Let Freddie Freeman be the MVP. Your defense let, is going to shine. Yeah, There's other things that you could do. Just be, be somewhat of a threat when you're at the bat. Be the fifth best player on this team. Mm-hmm. And that's a damn good player. I, I think you're exactly right. I think that those seasons were the outliers. That his his default season, his typical season, is going to be around 240, 250 something. He's going to hit around 30 home runs, and he's going to he's going to run. He's going to play defense, and that's damn damn good. You, to to try to get back to this, hey, I got to nearly hit 50. I got to be in the MVP. No, dude, you, you caught no, you lightning don't. in a bottle. That's not what you need. Mm-hmm. We want to go in a, in a different direction. Okay, ESPN Radio is presented by Progressive Insurance. At Progressive, they're making things even easier. They'll help you bundle your home and car insurance together so you can save on both. Learn more at Progressive.com or 1-800-PROGRESSIVE. So, um, so you sent me an email the other day. It was a kind of a, a, a sales-related email um, and said, hey, Trav, I'm trying gonna... to get you into a pyramid scheme. <laughs> yeah, multi-level marketing. Qu- yep. quite, quit using the this, bad terminology. <laughs> every time you sell somebody, we make money. Right. Look, you don't have two friends? Go get two friends. They don't have two friends? They can go get two friends. <laughs> yes. So you send it to me, and I'm reading the email, and then at the bottom, it has yeah. one of those automatic um, signatures, and it says Alan yeah. Sliwa, ESPN LA. It's got the address. It's got your phone number and all these things. But there was also another line below phone number and address and name that said, host, Lakers talk, comma, pre and post Laker games. That was it. And I'm looking at going. And I have on there former <laughs> coach at El Cajon Kennedy Recreation Center. Yes. And I'm looking at going. Um. I mean, I I don't I don't. Okay. Is this on purpose? Is he no, trolling no. me? Is he not? Does he not know that he's on on this show every day? I mean, you spend a lot of time doing the Lakers, but you spend most of your time doing this. So here's the thing. <laughs> and I'm not kidding when I say this. I don't know how to change it. <laughs> I don't either. I really don't know how to change it. Yeah. And obviously that's been there for – that's been my signature for a couple of years. I don't know how to change it. Remember one time, was it you or me? I think it was you. Didn't you one time on Twitter 
yeah, you had what you right. were doing. And I'm like, hey, are you gonna? You want to go ahead and add the show? <laughs> I we did. do a show together. And you I did. Let people know. I, I you went did. and fixed it. Yes. And you can edit it. <laughs> I don't know how to change the signature, Emily. <laughs> how do I change it? I don't know. <laughs> I think I have mine that I. How do I not know how to change the signature? There, I think you have to go into Outlook and you have to go to like this special setting thing, and then go to edit your signature, and then you can do it. I think. It says go to preferences. I can't find preferences. <laughs> My life depended on me. I can't I, find. Preferences. I just I I, I the, what the content of the email I don't even remember. I just remember that it was it's a pyramid and, scheme, and it was about our show. Only our show was never in the electronic signature. So maybe Sweet you just us. you 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 take like a sharpie and write it on your screen and just position the email and do a screen cap and send that along instead. Something. I don't know. I don't know how Guys, to help you with this. I got it. Where is it? Where does it live? I will be sending <laughs> You're gonna send me an email. An email. All right. Just a second. Put, can you do me a favor? Can you put my face in the signature? Can you attach like a JPEG? of, of, of 100%. It'll just say my face yep. and Sliwa, 10 a.m. to 1 p.m. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Sliwa, ask Slee Monday, Wednesdays, and Fridays at 1045. Now that you're in there, let's start adding some stuff. In fact, on Twitter, you can send us some suggestions to put into Alan's email uh, signature, at Travis Rogers. At Alan Sliwa along the way. Um, Let's see if this works. I did it again. I just hit the, the the microphone. This thing does not want to be near me today. Okay, so it's starting to happen, Slee, and it's kind of funny because the Lakers, like we talked about, is they've actually won a couple of games, which is mm-hmm. good. They're playing decent basketball, but you're already starting to see some names bubble up as some potential candidates. And one of the names that bubbled up yesterday was Jazz coach Quinn Snyder. Um, I think he's a pretty good coach. The Jazz have been a pretty good team since he's been there. Now they Remember got, he was an assistant for the Lakers, too. Yeah. No, so he's got back. some Laker ties along the way. And I think he's got kind of an L.A. vibe. If that, I, I think we all know what that means, right? He he's, would seem to fit in here pretty well. That was an interesting name. When, when I saw that one pop up, usually it's like, yeah, whatever. I'm like, huh, you know what? I think it'd be all right with that. And, and I don't think it's the number one problem they need to address this offseason. It's one of the things that will be addressed. But if Quinn Snyder was the guy calling the shots, I could live with that. I think that sounds good. I think they got – I mean, here, here's the reality. They got so many questions once the offseason comes of what they're going to do. What's your plan? Is your plan – are you accommodating just what Bron and Anthony Davis, you know, that window together – um, is your plan, no, we want to get a coach that we think is going to be here for the next five years. Um, what are you going to do with some of your personnel? Are you going to be in a position to go out there? There's going to be some guys that you probably want to keep from the roster. I think Malik Monk, I don't know if they're going to be able to afford him, but Malik Monk is a guy. Are they bringing back Carmelo? Are you getting rid of all those other guys? Can you get something for Russell Westbrook? They got so many questions this upcoming offseason. So, when they I do, see, Al, but I don't know that this question isn't the second most important one that they need to figure out. Well, I, I think it's number two on the list. They figure out what you're going to do with LeBron. They figure out what that is going to look like. And then after that, who's going to coach LeBron? Who's going to coach AD? That it's, it's literally, it, it, if we're making a to-do list, it's number two on the list. It's ahead of Malik Monk. Th- th- it's ahead this of is, Russell Westbrook because those guys are either coming or going. It, this it is what really you got to ask. But this is my point. This is what you got to ask. What are you building for this offseason? Are you building for the next five years or are you going to be building for the next two years? It, it, you see what I'm saying there? Because yep. you're going to give a coach. isn't the coach part of that? Isn't that part of the equation? But that's Who's my point. Who's coach the team? That's my point. My point is, is that if you went out and got a coach that you are accommodating to LeBron and Anthony Davis, you're basically talking for the next couple of years, right? Yep. If you're not accommodating to them and you are saying, no, the coach that we bring in, 
will be a part of LeBron, Anthony Davis, but he's also going to be the coach for the next three years after these guys are gone. I, I think that f- falls into play what you're referring to as a head coach. Quinn Snyder, look, he's a, I think he's a good NBA head coach. The Utah Jazz have not really made any noise no. over the last few years. I think they've been more of a disappointment than they've been this, hey, watch out for the Utah Jazz. I'd be shocked if they made made it to the Western Conference Finals this year. That's not a bad name, and I'm not trying to make a case against Quinn Snyder. I just bring up the question because I think there's going to be a lot of names tied to the Lakers, um, and I also think there's going to be this question mark of, are you building for just these next couple of years, or are you building in a much longer time frame? And that's going to be part of the question that the front office will have to figure out. That's why LeBron is number one. Are you here, and if so, for how long? And then you make the next decision based on that. Because let, let's say, let's play this out. Let's just say he's like, look, yes, I want to stay. Yes, I want to give this. Let's run it back. Let's change the roster. Let's do this. Then you hire a coach, and the, you're hiring the coach, quite honestly, Slee, for the short term. You're never going to say it out loud. You're never going to say, hey, we're hiring this guy until LeBron leaves. But it's really what you're well, doing. Well, remember, Vogel was a three-year deal. Right. Remember that? Ex- ex- and by the way, it wasn't the other their coaches, first choice. Monty was getting five years. I don't know what Ty Lue ended up getting. But there were other coaches that were like, no, no, the going market yeah. is five years. How, it, why are you going to give some of these coaches a three-year and, deal? And that's probably what they'll do, again, unless all the pieces line up and you get the guy that, of your dreams, and then you lock him up long-term, and you tell LeBron, this is the guy that we're going to do. But the LeBron piece is the thing that needs to get sorted but, out because but, he, he's the most important part. But as don't weird you, as it sounds, at, you know, in its 20th season, or next year will be 20 seasons, but you still have to run it all through him. Don't you agree that look I'm not I'm not of course your coach is so incredibly important but do you do you see what I'm referring to here is that I almost feel like they got so many things to figure out by the time you get to the off season your coach is going to be obviously one of the top priorities and I don't think anybody thinks that you know they're obviously rolling the dice back with Frank Vogel it doesn't feel like that that's going to be the case we'll see what happens but I think with that in mind, it's like I, when I see a name out there, hey, Quinn Snyder could be a coach for the Lakers next year. I'm almost in my head. It's like they got so many stuff to do. I'm not saying that that's not a, a, an incredible priority, but they got to they got to figure out their the lane that they're going down in before they start deciphering who's going to be the next head coach as well. DW on Twitter says that your email signature can be with warm regards, kick rocks. I don't know if you can mix like a joke one in with a serious one. The worst one, Emily pointed it out, the inspirational message in your email signature is a bad way to go. That, that's always like, you know, the, the it's always darkest before the dawn. Yeah, get Keep out calm, of here. I, I, I don't need that. I have friends and I have and a link to the Bible. And, <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. That's a whole nother category that uh, just maybe you guys not, check not out your email? sent e- or your emails. Yeah. Did, did you send Getting it in there? Hold on. Hold on. Let's see. I'm loading, loading, loading. It hasn't. Emily, have you got it? It's the yeah, third I got it. thing on your list. <laughs> yeah, see, I, I knew. It, it's yeah. first, second, and third I after knew. a Lakers talk. Pathetic. I knew that was going to come in. Just a path- I knew pathetic you guys were going to say that. Just what do you mean you knew? It. Like if, I, if, for instance, when I list my children, I always do it oldest to youngest. Right. Oh, it's just that way. There's no. Amb- it's not most important to least important. But if I spent more game? times, I'm just saying, I'm just saying that the team, the thing that you spend the most time on should just probably be first. You thought but, that was bad. Give me a second. But you wait till I change this again. The flip side could be the thing that you care about most could go first. And I think we're starting to get an idea on the things that you care about. Just so most. we all know, Alan and his signature that he sent us said uh, it said Alan Sliwa underneath it said Lakers pre post plus Lakers talk. Plus, 
Travis and Sliwa show. So again, mm-hmm. he put us he put us all third. Most important, second most important, not uh, important at all. <laughs> it's Travis Slee, seven ten, ESPN.